Greetings. Welcome back to another edition of the Bowlers Extra Podcast um, through jconline.com and SoundCloud. Uh, Mike Carmen with the uh, Lafayette Journal and Courier, uh, Purdue football beat writer, Purdue basketball beat writer, Purdue women's basketball beat writer, and uh, right now, uh, Aviators beat writer as the the uh, Prospect League summer uh, team uh, is in the championship series. Uh, after two uh, impressive performances at home, they'll go on the road Monday and and play at uh, Cape Catfish in Cape Girardeau. Missouri, and then come back on Wednesday and maybe Thursday to uh, finish out the championship series. Uh, but anyway, not here to talk about summer league baseball. Here to talk about uh, Purdue football. Two two practices in, um, and uh, we'll try to update you uh, on the off day uh, throughout the rest of camp because uh, they practice Friday and Saturday, taking uh, today, which is Sunday off. Uh, they'll get back at it on Monday and Tuesday, take Wednesday off, and then they'll have three days at the end of the week, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday will be a scrimmage uh, that we will not be able to watch, but Jeff Brom, as you know, will tell us everything that happened in that scrimmage. But uh, just kind of recap the first couple days, uh, you know, maybe what uh, what we liked, uh, you know, what we saw, what we didn't like, um, you know, just kind of starting at the quarterback position. Um, I, I think it's a, I think it's a good competition this year in part because Austin Burton knows more of the offense uh, as opposed to last year uh, where he came in right at the end of July and then jumped into camp. And I, I really don't think he had time to, to really digest the offense and understand what he'd been trying to learn in the summer, you know, remotely, uh, and then to get here in late July and then, you know, the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. I, I just think that threw him off where you had uh, Jack Plummer and Aiden O'Connell, uh, two veterans of the offense. Uh, I just think they were miles ahead of, of Burton. I think I do think that Burton has closed the gap uh, and he can bring some different elements that uh, those two players cannot. Uh, I still believe this is a two horse race from a quarter starting quarterback sta- standpoint. Uh, with Plummer and and O'Connell, uh, but I you know I do think that uh, Austin Burton is gaining some ground, and they can do some different things with him, like maybe run the option, uh, and, and do some other things that would potentially help their short yardage running game situation. Uh, I I could see a scenario, and I'm I'm just guessing here, that you know Purdue has a third and one, and you know, maybe this is a new wrinkle that Jeff Brom throws in. He he puts Burton out there. He runs the option. You know, can he can he get a yard by himself? Can he fool the defense enough to get a to get a yard or two? Um, you know, I see that being you know a, a potential um, situation for this team throughout the year, where you just kind of pick your spots. Now, how many times are you going to be able to do that? Uh, without you know the defense catching up now Burton can throw the ball he can do some different things he's got he's got a a, a, a variety of skill sets so uh, it wouldn't be limited to just running the option but maybe a change of pace type of thing I but I I could see that um, I could see that situation playing out this year but you know I I still think it's a a two-man quarterback race uh, as I've written I think I've said I just think it's time for Jack Plummer to win the job. Uh, he's been in he's been in the program long enough. He was 
recruited by Jeff Brom to come here and run this offense. Um, he, he does bring some things that Aiden O'Connell does not, and that's with his his legs and his athletic ability to be able to to move the pocket and scramble away from pressure. Where O'Connell is probably a more accurate passer um, than Plummer. Um, but I, I do think the two are, are, are pretty close. Um, you, you like what O'Connell has done uh, through his career, being able to to uh, produce in the uh, pressure moments. Um, you know, but, you know, Plummer's been able to do some good things too. I, I just think it's kind of time for, for Jack Plummer. It's not going to happen this year. You know, it's it, it probably not going to happen for him. Um, but regardless, I, I, I think Purdue is probably, this is a year where um, you, you'll probably see multiple quarterbacks um, play that have nothing to do with injury. I, I do think that uh, you're probably probably looking at that situation, and um, you know it depends on your viewpoint and how you how you feel about that stuff. But um, you know this is such a big year for Purdue and and for Jeff Brom that I think you have to kind of put everything out there on the table and be willing to to make a move if you you feel like you need a spark uh, from from an offensive standpoint, and whether that's the quarterback or another position. Um, but you know, I, I, I kind of see that. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see that happen unless Plummer, O'Connell, or even Burton just kind of take the offense under their wing. And from, from the get go, whoever the starter is, the first game just is, is so good that you just, you, you're not going to take him out. Uh, but as we know at Purdue, that usually doesn't happen. So uh, I would just be prepared to see multiple quarterbacks this year. I, I don't, I'm not sure it's uh how big of a deal it is. I just think Purdue's just going to try to win the games in front of them, uh, you know, with the best personnel they have on, on that day. Uh, the running back situation, I think is pretty clear. Even after two days of practice, uh, even before camp started, I think you were looking at, um, Xander Horvath being number one, King Daru number two. Now there, there's, Excuse me. There, there's a little bit more depth in the running back room now. Um, you know, Dylan Dowling, who who joined the program as a walk-on back in January, um, really strong lower body, uh, so he could he could give them uh, um, a break and be kind of a spot guy. Uh, and they they've got some other guys that they've moved from defense uh, over to offense to play uh, maybe the fullback position. <laughs> So, <clears throat> excuse me, um, but I, I still think it's 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 those two guys, Horvath and Daru, that that are going to carry the carry the weight. Uh, receiver standpoint, uh, you know, David Bell is David Bell. You know, he's going to start. He's going to play. Uh, now, beyond that, you know, Milton Wright is is a guy. He was in a red jersey on Saturday, which is don't touch me jersey, but he participated in most drills. So. Not sure exactly, you know, why he he was in the red red jersey, but I, I'm sure there's there's a reason uh, for that. You know, Milton has has played enough that you know he needs to be more consistent catching the ball um, and, and doing the right things to, to keep him on the field. Now, the, one of the receivers I, I'm most interested in looking at and seeing how he develops the rest of camp or at least in the time that we can watch and how that carries over in the game is Marshawn Rice. Uh, 
big, tall receiver, uh, good quickness, seems to have good hands, uh, but has been injured his first couple years, has, hasn't really gotten on the field. Uh, but I, I, I think he could be a, a pretty good weapon for them, especially when you're paying a lot of attention to David Bell. You can get him in some one-on-one coverages and maybe do some jump balls with him. So he's a guy I think is right now um, just someone to keep your eye on and see where he fits into the rotation. The other one is the the transfer from Marshall, Brock Thompson. Uh, I think he'll see some playing time. I think you'll see a lot of playing time. He's a veteran guy that has played um, and understands uh, kind of what's needed. Um, so I would look for him to be to be also part of uh, the initial rotation. And the other, I think there's a young guy out there, Colin Sullivan, uh, who has done very well in the first two days as far as, you know, catching the ball consistently. Uh, you know, what else does he have to learn? What else does he need to do? You know, those are questions I can't answer because I, I don't know how much he knows. I just know from a skill standpoint, he, he, he doesn't look out of place. I think he could, he's a guy that could get into that uh, wide receiver rotation um, and be a factor. Uh, this year, you know, at the slot receiver position, you know, it's going to be Jackson Anthrop and TJ Sheffield. Uh, I think those guys will be the main two there. You know, Marcellus Moore would have a shot at that, but uh, he was with the injured players on Saturday, stretching and doing stuff. So I'm not sure exactly, um, you know, his, his situation. Dion Burks, freshman, also could be a guy that could factor in there, but. You know, this that's probably you're probably going to see a lot of T.J. Sheffield, a lot of Jackson Anthrop at the slot position. They'll also move to the running back spot on occasion, uh, just to give the defense a different look. The offensive line, um, you know, it's it's interesting. I, I I don't. I mean, I think Gus Hartwig is probably the closest thing that uh, the offensive line has to what you what you would consider a star. Um, and he, he's a sophomore and he got a lot of playing time last year and I, he's going to be solid at center. I don't think there's any question about that. Uh, but they, they have taken a hit from a depth standpoint, uh, where you've lost, um, you know, Will Bramall, uh, Mark Stickford, uh, and a couple other guys, Sam Garvin likely will not play this year, even though he is out of practice. Uh, he has a back issue. Um, you know, I, I just think they're, they're kind of just letting, you know, giving him as much time as he can to see what he can do. Uh, but I, I don't think you would look for Sam Garvin to, to play. It's a guy that has played. He's got experience and definitely would help and can play center or guard. Uh, but, I, you know, I think I, to me the – now they did have some issues on Saturday um, on the offensive line. Uh, there were uh, four players that kind of opted out of drills or – Stepped out of drills, um, you know, Cam Craig, um, Jalen, you know, Allstott, uh, Vander, Vander Vader, <laughs> Naylon Fox, and, and Tyler Witt, who's a graduate transfer. You know, I think Witt may have tweaked his ankle. He did walk off the field, didn't have his helmet on the way to the locker room at the end of practice. Uh, Allstott was a more of a, I think, a heat issue. Um you know, Cam Craig and Nalen Flock's not sure exactly what happened. Craig is a guy, I think, that will end up in the starting lineup, assuming he's healthy, uh, because he, I think he is one of their better five linemen. Right now, the, the offensive line starting group would be 
from left to right. You got Greg Long at tackle, uh, Spencer Holstich at guard, Gus Hartwig at center, uh, Tyler Witt at guard, and then Eric Miller at tackle. I, I see Cam Craig either being the right tackle or uh, potentially being a guard uh, if, if Eric Miller uh, would really take hold of that right tackle spot. Miller has the size and really the arms length to, to play that position, but he just hasn't done it. Cam Craig's one of their top five linemen. I don't, I don't think there's any question about that. Um, but yeah, and they got to find a spot for him, assuming that he's healthy. So, but they, you know, had some guys kind of step out uh, of the drills on Saturday and that's, you know, they don't, they don't have a lot of depth there. Um, uh, and you know, that obviously is going to be an area to watch. Um, you know, you, you hope the heat related things are just that. And then they, you know, as the weather cools down a little bit or we get out of these hot spells that, uh, they'll be fine. The tight ends, uh, I think it's pretty clear. Payne Durham, Garrett Miller, one, two. Uh, I think those two guys are going to play a bulk, uh, if not all the reps as you get in the, you know, as you go, go through camp and as you also get into the season, those, I think those two are clearly, uh, heads above. Now, defensively, it's a new scheme. It, it, it is a new scheme, uh, but in some ways it's not. Uh, a lot of it is just what they've, you know, if you go back to 2017, 18, and um, 19 season, uh, a lot of it was, uh, you know, what Nick Holt did. You know, they got the same Leo name for the other defensive end opposite George Karloftis. Um, you know, they're going to be aggressive. They're going to swarm to the ball, all the things that, that uh, Nick Holt preached during his tenure here, you know, I think they're going to do the same thing under, under Brad Lambert. And really um, it's always good. I think to ask um, like the offensive guys about what they're seeing from the defense. And we we talked to Jack Plummer on Saturday and um, he was asked about what he was seeing from the defense and stories up on jconline.com. But, in a nutshell, he just said they're more aggressive than last year. He said that's for sure. That's been an emphasis. He says they're challenging routes. Uh, the windows are getting tighter for him to throw through. Uh, and they're bringing the heat as well. Uh, so the quarterbacks have to get the ball out a little bit quicker. Um, and he finished by saying uh, a little bit opposite from last year's approach, which, you know, you all, you all know that was uh, uh, a little bit too passive and giving up too much room. Um, you know, Jeff Brown says he's okay with, if you know, giving up some big plays as long as you are being aggressive in the approach. Now, Monday, we'll get to talk to Brad Lambert and some of the linebackers and get a better, maybe a better understanding of where, where they're at and what they're doing. But, you know, based on two days of practice, they are uh, being more aggressive. They are trying to challenge routes. Um they're just trying to bring a different attitude and approach there. And, you know, I think the players like it, um, but, you know, they still have to execute. They still have to uh, to bring that pressure. And, you know, that's going to start up front where, um, as you know, and if you've been keeping up, Anthony Watts, no longer with the program, uh, suffered a broken foot in a non-football-related uh, accident uh, in the summer. And uh, he just recently graduated in August. Um but he's not going to be with the team uh, this year, and you know that, and that's that's not a surprise. But it does take away an experienced guy uh, from the the tackle position, and that you know basically that's going to leave Purdue with you know three experienced guys 
or three guys with some experience um, at the tackle spot. Lawrence Johnson from Fort Wayne has played. Branson Dean from Indianapolis has played. You know, I think you're going to look at one of the transfers coming in from Indiana, Demar Demar J. Lewis. I think that's how you say it. And if I said it incorrectly, I apologize. Um, yeah, the other transfer they brought in, uh, Prince Boyd, um, seems to be smaller than maybe what uh, what we thought uh, coming in based on the the uh, the numbers and stuff. So he's a little bit undersized, and uh, um, but he's going to have to make up for that in some way. He'll probably get into the rotation at some point. Uh, but he, he doesn't have, uh, I would say, the, the the perfect size that they would like at that at that spot. You know, and the other guy is Bryce Austin that um, has been in the program a couple years and um, should be ready to take that next step. And, and then um, they they did move D J Washington, who was playing offensive line. They moved him to defensive line. Now how quickly he can. Uh, this is something that happened over the summer, I think. So he's been with the group a while, but how much um, he's going to be able to help and contribute, um, you know, just kind of remains to be seen. It's not, um, you know, it's not a quick fix by any means. Uh, and, and I think as as you've tried to keep up, Purdue's still on the search for um, maybe another defensive tackle. Uh, defensive end uh, in the in the portal. Uh, they've they've been eyeing a guy from Virginia Tech, but it seems to be a complicated situation. Um, trying to get him here, uh, some of it may be academic related. Other, other some of it may be unrelated to academics. In just trying to get him here, and um, they would like to have another body there, especially at the defensive end spot, the Leo's position, because Demarcus Mitchell's situation remains in limbo, um, although he is practicing, um, you know, he's, he's got a, you know, summer school just ended on Friday, um, and, you know, he's, he's got to make, uh, he's got to make some grades, uh, in order to stay with the program, and we should know, um, midweek, uh, you know, what, what the situation is. Now, he was helped off the field Saturday, at the end, again, I don't know if that was heat-related or if that was uh, an injury of some sort uh, that that forced that. Um, it, it did get quite hot on Saturday, and I could see heat being a, being a factor. And today, being off probably is a good day for for all those guys to to recover and um, and then come back Monday. But it'll be curious to see if he's back on on Monday. He's been running with the second team unit. Um, in part because I, I don't know if they, um, you know, they don't know for sure whether they'll have him or not. And, uh, um, you don't want to really give him a bunch of reps if he's not going to be with the team. Uh, but you know, they're going to let it play out, you know, till, you know, the middle of the week and kind of see where, see where they stand right now. The Leo number one, Leo is, uh, Kydron Jenkins, uh, redshirt freshman, from Georgia, he would be playing opposite George, uh, Carl Loftus. Um, so you know, he's, he's an inexperienced guy. Then you've got, you know, I think Jack Sullivan is an option there as well. Um, but, but Sullivan's also an option to back up, uh, George Carl Loftus. Um, they, they, they have moved Tristan Cox to, 
the defensive end spots, uh, just trying to, to add some more depth there. And, you know, ideally they were hoping that they would have the transfer from Virginia Tech already on campus and, and practicing, but um, that doesn't look like it's obviously going to happen um, uh, in the immediate uh, in the immediate future, but uh, they, they do need to add some more depth there. Linebacker position, um, you've got uh, you've got Jalen Alexander, who right now is running with the second team, uh, but he's uh, you know he, he's going he's probably going to be one of their main players at the linebacker spot. You got some EC playing middle linebacker. Um, Jalen Graham is playing an outside linebacker. Um, so, uh, they, they do, you know, they're trying to piece together the linebacker room. OC brothers is a guy transfer from Auburn, uh, who's getting some, some playing time there. Um, it's just, and he was in spring practice, so he should be farther ahead than some other guys, uh, just trying to find some depth there and just trying to find some guys that, you know, are going to, to be on the aggressive, uh, path, uh, and, you know, and play, uh, play hard and uh, you know be able to to understand what what needs to be done uh, defensively. Um, you know secondary right now uh, is a little banged up. Uh, Marvin Grant uh, suffered upper leg injury on uh, on Friday at the uh, open practice at Ross Aid Stadium. Uh, he did not practice on Saturday. Uh, Niles Beverly, a cornerback, uh, was helped off the field on Friday. Um, and, uh, you know, he did not practice, uh, yesterday, um, uh, transfer from Kentucky, Jamari Brown has not practiced the first two days. Um, so, you know, they, they've got, you know, they've got some depth issues there. Um, you're just trying to, you know, get your, get your players, get your players on the field. Um, you know, who they do have, you know, the cornerbacks are pretty well set. I think Corey Trice and Diedrich Mackey, one of the uh, safety spots is set with Cam Allen. You know, Sanusi Kane uh, filled in for uh, Marvin Grant at uh, that other safety position uh, yesterday. I, I would expect the, the Division II transfer from Finley, Ohio, Christopher Jefferson, will get a look at, at one of those safety spots at some point uh, in camp um, to to see what what he can do and you know he's one of the curious ones to me to watch because um he is coming from a a lower level uh where he was an all-american but how how much does that translate to to playing uh big 10 football uh at this level and you know what kind of impact can he have uh you know probably early on special teams would be a big role for him but um, if he could work his way into the safety rotation, I think that would be a positive uh, for the defense. Uh, special teams, speaking of, I think the kicking game is, um, you, know, I, you know, the kicking game wasn't bad last year because you had J.D. Dellinger. He, he missed a couple at Minnesota. But, you know, I think the, uh, the, the young man that they got from down south, uh, the FCS uh, second-team All-American, uh, Mitchell uh, Feiner, Finer, fine, fine run. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. I need phonetic spelling on the roster. Um, seems to have a strong leg. Uh, would seem to be ready to take that position. 
uh, and kind of keep keep things going. Punting obviously is a bigger question because you know Purdue really struggled at the end of last year in the punting game. Jack Ansel, the Australian punter, uh, obviously from down under, um, although I haven't seen him kick the Australian way yet. He didn't on Friday, and I don't th- I don't think he did on uh, on Saturday as well. But he would probably be the the leading guy to to take the punting duties uh, right now. So that's kind of a quick wrap up of the of the first two days of who's doing what and who's where and these things are going to change. They're going to involve you know guys that are on second team are going to get some chances with the with the ones. The guys on um, first team are going to drop a little bit. Um, and as again, I you know at the beginning of this really. Um, my, you know, there was, there was some areas of focus. I think, you know, I wanted to watch and kind of see how things evolve. Number one is where the transfers fit. Um, because, you know, Purdue went out and got nine or 10 of them for a reason, um, to either start or play. Uh, so where do they fit when we get to the end of camp? Where are they at on the depth chart? Um, are they starters? You know, I, I think right now you're looking at, uh, Taylor Witt is a starter, so he's healthy at, at on the offensive line. Um, you know, as I mentioned, I think Brock Thompson, the wide receiver, will be involved. You know, I mentioned the kicker. I think he'll he'll get the number one kicking job. Um, so I, I don't uh, uh, that won't be an issue. You know, but you know, where do the where does some of the other guys fall uh, as far as uh, you know where they're going to be on the depth chart? You know, Dylan Downing isn't going to start, uh, you know, I don't know how many reps he's going to get. Um, you know, once you get in the game, you know, behind Horvath and, and Daru, um, you know, then defensively, you know, a guy like Jamari Brown hasn't been on the field yet. And, you know, he's a guy that they would like to get on the field as soon as possible uh, to help with depth uh, in the secondary. Uh, but, yeah, that's, to me, you know, where, where do the transfers line up at that you know, going into that first game, you know, what are they going to be counting on doing? You know, the other thing to watch, too, is the quarterback situation, how that plays out. When does Jeff Brom and and the offensive group, you know, decide what direction they want to go with that the first game? Um, you know, Jeff, I think, was looking, you know, maybe a week and a half into camp, making some sort of decision internally so they know what direction they're going to go. Uh, we'll see if they stick with that plan. But, you know, obviously, that's going to be something – uh, the watch, you know, now the offensive line, I think, is an area to really uh, watch and see who uh, see who's going to be available this week. Uh, what you know, what their injury situation is, and then you know the Demarcus Mitchell situation. Um, he has a very talented player, I think, and did some good things last year. You would hope with another year, you know, with the year of that seasoning uh, coming into this year, that he could be a factor. But you know, I think he has to be eligible for that. For that to happen, and it normally takes junior college players a year to get adjusted and acclimated and all that kind of stuff. You know, the other thing with the offensive line, just to back up a little bit, you had two coaches working with that group this year, so you need to see improvement, uh, but you also need to have the bodies to to improve. And you hope that you know what's happening in early camp is not going to affect them as they get closer to um, you know the season opener. Um, because you know, I think their first five, I think their top five guys can can hold their own for the most part. Uh, but once you start losing some of that experience and some of some of the talent, like with Gus Hartwig and 
you know, maybe a Cam Craig, then you you have a big drop off uh, going down to to number twos. Um, and I, I just don't think that's something that Purdue can afford early early in the season. You know, defensively, you know, they're going. You know, how aggressive they're going to be. You know, can they get off the field on third down? All those kind of things are are going to be uh, stuff to watch when once they get into the games and can they can they create some more turnovers which you know they didn't do at the end of last year very well um you know cam allen had a nice interception in, in saturday's 11 on 11 drill um and i think he's a he's kind of a ball hawk guy i think he he finds a way to get around the ball and and make some plays and um you know i think he's uh, he's one of their better playmakers on the on the defensive side all right, well, I uh, appreciate you stopping by. Uh, and again, we'll try to do this again on Wednesday after Monday and Tuesday's practice to give you an update of of uh, kind of where where things stand after watching Monday and Tuesday. There might not be any change in anything or could have wholesale changes and all that kind of stuff. Uh, obviously, if you have questions or uh, comments, uh, you know, reach out through email, um, you know, reach out through Twitter. DMs are open all the time, which is not always a good thing, but I feel I need to be accessible if you have something that you want to say or have a question and try to try to answer it as much as possible. We'll try to answer them on, on, in this format as well if we get enough of them to, uh, to do that. Uh, all righty. Well, enjoy uh, your day. Thanks for stopping by. And again, we'll be back on Wednesday with, uh, with another update.